Joining us now, he's our main man, Golf Aficionado Magazine. Rob Spellman joins us. Rob, welcome back into the golf shop. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Rob, what lousy uh, place do you have to talk to us about today? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about a little place called Pinehurst. Oh, guess who wasn't there too long ago? Not just you, but I played there. Ah, I know uh, our friend uh, Charles Humphreys was there too, Yes, right? he yes was. we were there together at the same time. And uh, yeah, I missed that trip. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but when I was there, it was firm and fast and hot, <laughs> and the greens were rolling pretty good. It was right before they were aerating, so you know as well as I do, anytime you go to aerate a golf course, it's as good as it's going to get. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I thought we've got a saying around here at my club. Uh, when do you know the greens are perfect? Right before you're right. next week. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so uh, you probably got the whole experience, though, the whole nine, the resort and everything, right? And did you get to play the cradle? Oh, it, that's probably the best experience. I mean, it's hard to say that, right? But you, you got to admit, right? I mean, it is amazing uh, going out there at dust and, you know, uh, playing the, the little short course and the music going and the, the little trailer bar setup thing so i mean i i thought that was a blast well i mean and the question is how did you play the cradle anybody come close to a hole in one no i definitely had some good shots but uh you know we didn't you know no hole in one or anything like that but uh you know it's it, it's great to have a, a chance you know you always go out there you gotta you gotta take a beverage right yeah. you can't go out there empty-handed no but uh it, it's definitely it's a social event and uh you know i think you know, we you hear all the talk about oh, golf. It, you know, we need younger players. We need you know the younger generations to get involved. And you know, I think Tiger Woods coming on the scene helped a lot with that. You know, in the the '90s and the early uh, 2000s. But it's stuff like this, the the cradle and the uh, the putting green, right? I mean, the, the massive uh, putting course they have there. Uh, that's the stuff that's bringing in the younger generation. It seems yeah. right. I mean, it's that uh, the top golf experience type thing where you can you can mix in the, the drinking and the golf uh, in a more informal atmosphere, right? Well, of course, the, you talk about the younger generation. When we went and played it, it was actually the same day that the U.S. Kids Junior Golf Tournament was there. So there was plenty of youngins running around. I mean, all ages and their families, and it was, uh, it was packed. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you guys were actually there a week after I was. Uh, because I was in town, uh, I actually my daughter was playing in the U.S. Kids Teen Worlds awesome. uh, the week before. So they did the Teen Worlds, and then they did the uh, the younger kids uh, the week after. But uh, it definitely uh, Pinehurst plays host to that event every year. Uh, you know, the summertime it's not the it's kind of their shoulder season. You know, not the the prime prime season with the heat like you experience, right? <laughs> but uh, you can get good deals, and uh, and they are. They do their part to really grow the game, and uh, working with the U.S. kids and their foundation, they, they do a great job helping host that uh, those events. So, Rob, where did you stay exactly? And uh, tell us about those accommodations and uh, just the, the whole experience, because that place is, man, it's always been a, a, a golfer's heaven. But, I mean, now that they've got the cradle and all these other things, the putting green and all that stuff, it's just it's, it's a golf factory now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting, right? You know, we always like to look at different options. Uh, wasn't our first trip to Pinehurst. Yeah. Uh, we love the area. 
this time we actually went down. We went the uh, the VRBO route. Okay. Um, since oh, cool. I had my daughter there, my, my wife was with. You know, it was basically a, you know, it turned it into a family trip with her uh, competing three days that week and spent the whole week up there uh, playing all the great courses. You know, two and four and eight. Um, but yeah, we went the VRBO route. Uh, you know that the town. It's I mean it, it lives. It's a golf town, right? Yep. I mean it's just it's all about golf condos to choose from uh so you know you've got the options of staying at the resort you can do stay and play packages there you can go on your own um through vrbo or you know some of the other sites and and find a condo just depends on the type of accommodations you want a lot of private homes that are just strictly golf rentals there so this time we uh we stayed off resort vrbo'd it uh that was uh had a great experience with that Again, we're talking with uh, golf aficionados, Rob Spellman. And Rob, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, well, that was the first time I had ever played number two. I played pretty much every single one of them. I've always played really well at what is now number nine, or it used to be called Pinehurst National. Um, but I got I got Donald Rost uh, on number two six times, <laughs> where my ball landed on the green and did not stay on the green. And then I had uh, two experiences where my pitch shot or bunker shot or attempted putt up a slope went up onto the green and back off the green into some weird spaces. So did you have any of those? Oh, yeah. It's funny. Like, it, it remind, takes me right back to the first hole. It's It started off – it was really clear how the day was going to go. Uh, you know, you remember the first hole, just kind of open tee area. Yeah. You know, you got the starter on the left. You've got the the porch there. Uh, you can kind of see just a little wraparound. I crush a tee shot, and I'm down there, and I, you know, I I've, I've got a wedge in, and uh, kind of similar to you, right? <laughs> Hit the wedge in, goes off the green. Yep. Uh, and, and my daughter, she was playing around with me on number two, and uh, you know, she. Her second, you know, got right off. You know, she kind of had the same thing, bounced off short and right. She was able to chip, you know, and save par. And, I, you know, I ended up walking off like a double after, you know, taking two chips to get on and two-putting or something like that. But <laughs> one that one was, down. Yeah. That was the second hole, Rob? <laughs> no, first hole. One well, down. That, was, okay. that, that was the first hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's just it's one of those where the, the pin <laughs> placement was kind of in the uh, front right, you know, oh, and it's yeah. just, you don't realize how quick they are. And so you can easily, you know, even if you hold the green uh, – you know, if you're not used to that speed, it's, you know, you're putting, you can easily put it right off of the green, yeah. right, right down the slope and, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh man, I got a chip now. Oh yeah. I, I hit wedge, wedge, wedge to one, two, and three, <laughs> hit all three greens and was plus one. The second hole, <laughs> and the reason I brought that up is that's Tom Watson's favorite hole in golf to play. Yeah, really? Yeah. Interesting. It may not be anymore, but that's what it was back when the 95 Open was played there. He said that was his favorite hole to play. Ah, interesting. And it's to me, it's not that big of a. I mean, it's not that big of a deal of a hole, really. But well, I I didn't play the tip tee, the new tee that they have. I probably yeah, played I, the tee that Watson plays, and I hit driver uh, sand wedge in and hit it in twelve feet and missed it. Okay. Yeah, and of course, it, it's changed a lot since the ninety five. It has. Open, right? It has. Yeah, you're right. Corn Crenshaw came in sure. there and you know did a lot of work to it, put their you know naturalistic touch to it with the you know all the sand and everything mixed in, but. Uh, you know, to be honest, we played, you know, I, it wasn't my first time playing number two. Uh, it was, I was down there last year and, and was able to play it. And playing number four, it was the first time I played it since it re- reopened with the, the Gil Hans and his team coming out there and doing all the work. I was really, I was impressed with that. Uh, I thought, 
you know, like number two, like you, you said, right? Like you, it's definitely, it's all about the green, mm-hmm. right? I think you can get to the green, whether you can hold it and how you put, it's going to determine how you play. But I, I just, I found four to be much more challenging. Yes, um, I, I, I agree. More undulation. Uh, definitely, you definitely feel it walking the course. Um, you know, especially in the heat of the summer, it was like, you know, you're climbing up some of those hills. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I had a golf cart, you know, right. why'd I walk this thing? But, uh, but yeah, I was surprised, uh, you know, having played four for the first time, I was really surprised, um, how good it really was. I mean, cause number two really overshadows everything, you know, having hosted all the championships and, you know, the U S opens and, you know, two gets all the glory, but I mean, you know, it's not a one-trick pony, that's for sure. That's for sure. And, and I would say, for me, because I've played four several times, I would actually say that four is a harder golf course tee to green in terms of the shots that you have to hit. But obviously, no two is much harder to gr- keep it on the, the green range. and to putt. Yeah. Two, yeah, two is all about the putting surface. But I think four, you nailed it. I mean, tee to green, it, it's a beast. Because a lot of people will say that four is their favorite course out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And eight is a fun golf course, too. Yeah, that's usually, you know, when you talk to everybody and, you know, we we interviewed a bunch of people up there and, I mean, it's two, four, and eight. Uh, And now, you know, I'll correct that because a lot of people, the first thing I want to talk about is the cradle, right, which was the first thing you wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the cradle has its own, uh, you know, like cult following now. I mean, it's just, (laughs) uh, you know, they've they've done great work with, you know, it's got a great logo. I mean, the, the apparel, you see everybody wearing it. I mean, it's just, and it, it is. I mean, it lives up to the uh, height. It's definitely a golf experience. And you know you know why I always played number nine the best, uh, which is which was national, is because they don't have out-of-bounds there. And, it, and, 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 and I don't know if they've changed that now that it's number nine, but it used to be that if you hit it in somebody's yard, okay, you would kind of go over and get your golf ball and come back and drop it where it entered, no penalty. Oh, that sounds like real golf. <laughs> so, so everything's in play, but you just didn't hit out of somebody's yard. So you just you just basically called it as like ground under repair. Okay. And and took a and took a free drop back into you know the trees, obviously. Don't you're count still that tw- one, Danny. You're still 25 <laughs> yards in the. Tr- but you know, from a from a golf perspective, from a from a guy that you know can yeah, bomb it, it you just it. stand up there and rip, rip it because you don't care because it's not going out of bounds. Yeah, I thought you were going to say number three was your favorite because uh, <laughs> it's so short. No, I don't like short courses. I really don't. I like yeah, long courses. Cause, yeah, because uh, in number three we got to play, and it's a uh, it's a par sixty eight, and uh, it's it's a Donald Ross uh, design, you know, themed, and it's another one that like you get up to it. You know, I looked at the scorecard and you see how short it is, and. You're playing, you know, so many par threes and the, the short par fours. It's like, oh, I'm going to dominate this, yep. and then until you get to the green. Isn't that true for just about every Donald Ross course, though? You look at the yardage, it says 6,500. You oh, think I'm going to eat this bad boy up. Rip it to shreds, <laughs> and you end up walking off there with an 85. Yeah. So, so Rob, for Pinehurst, is this uh, is this out on the site yet, or is it uh, coming out on the site? Yeah, it's all coming out uh, next month. So we're going to feature. We're this month is all about the trip we went. To uh, Banton Dunes, so all the coverage is coming out there uh, for everybody that was watching the U.S. Amateur. Yep. Incredible! Uh, that just finished. Uh, I mean, that just you know the golf was great, but I mean the environment and watching them play Banton Dunes. I mean, it, I don't know how much of it you guys got to watch, A but lot. it was just stunning on TV. It was. Yeah. It absolutely was. 
Well, Rob, we always love chatting with the uh, the most difficult uh, job uh, holding guy in the yeah. world, and uh, we appreciate you coming on with us and hooking up with us, and uh, we will catch up with you next time. Well, I'll leave you with a little teaser. Next time we'll be talking about uh, Pebble Beach. Ooh, Ooh, played there back in 2000. Yeah. Well. So. All right, my man, have a good one, and uh, remind everybody, golfaficionadomag.com. Yep, get out there, sign up. Uh, we're giving hats away, so... Everybody that signs up, one out of ten is going to get a hat. So uh, sign up, follow us on social media, and we'll show you all the best places and how to play them. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, guys.